Do so you I, know anyone personally that has done any Botox? Um, I do. I know a few okay. people who get, and then you know, child living in uh, Orange County. You know, oh that's yeah, like you, the you saw a lot. Getting the flu shot. <laughs> Welcome to Coffee to Cocktails, a conversation between two friends that spans across the day, starting with the coffee that wakes us up in the morning to take care of business, to the occasional cocktail that lets us wind down and take our hair down at the end of the day. I am Nina. And I'm Kristen, and we are your hosts for the evening, so grab a drink and join us for a little kiki. I guess my drink, you know, I don't know if it's as much as the Sleeping Beauty as it is. I don't know. A, a Rip Van Winkle? <laughs> Somebody about to be asleep. Lord, have, I'm scared to drink it. I haven't taken a sip yet, Nina. If you sip it slow, it's it's not it's not as bad. Just, okay. just take it slow. Um, I guess we can describe what, what is in here. So mm-hmm. the drink that we're referring to it's Ooh. called Sleeping Beauty. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I put some ice in it, too, so maybe the ice will, like, cut it a little bit. Yeah, just melt it down a little bit. Yeah. Mm. So, in, in the Sleeping Beauty uh, cocktail, we okay. have Hypnotic, mm-hmm. uh, Kinky Liqueur, Vodka, and a splash of lemon-lime soda. I use Sprite. Me, and too. So a really pretty pink and blue color that kind of represents, um, you know, like Disney colors from Sleeping Beauty. Child, very, man. very pretty drink. I'm sorry, I was about to say, Nina, mine look a little periwinkle. <laughs> it's like a purplish, bluish. Yeah. Gray now, when I made it, um, I made it on Friday just to, you know, try to perfect how it was made. Mm-hmm. And it, it turned out better than what it is tonight so I took the the hypnotic and you pour it in the glass first you shake it up and the shake it with some ice make it chill mm-hmm. pour it in your glass um and then you take the kinky uh liqueur with the vodka shake that up and then you pour that on top but you pour it very slowly I think I saw a couple of videos where you would take a spoon and hold it over the glass and you would pour the uh, mixture of the kinky and vodka and you pour it in the spoon and you let it slowly drip into the hypnotic to give you that blue layer at the bottom and the pink at the top. Yeah. Mm. Oh my. Well, I will say even though I made mine a little bit, you know, off of what (laughs) a little bit, you know, not on the, on the uh, Lord have mercy. Let me stop. Uh-oh. <laughs> clear it up. Clear it up. We, we ain't even got started yet. <laughs> I made it not according to the recipe. I really had to think long and hard to say that the right way. But <laughs> How I, did you make yours? Well, you know, because I, I didn't have um two of the shooters, so I put a little extra hypnotic in it. But I will say, this is really good with the Sprite and, mm-hmm. you know, the kinky and the gray goose that I did have. And then a little extra splash of hypnotic. I I like this drink. Yeah, it's good. It's it's very tasty. Mm -hmm. It's it's a little strong though, so it can sneak up on you. Ooh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's a cute little cocktail. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check on you towards the end of this episode. You will. I was <laughs> gonna bring up the point too. When we mentioned we both have Sprite. Mm-hmm. Real quick. Did you have you seen that uh Pepsi has rebranded their lemon lime soda? It is no longer called Sierra Mist. Mm-hmm. I think it's called Starry. Yes. And when I saw that in the store, I thought it was like some like an off brand or something. That's what I thought. I saw it in uh, you know, when you're checking out mm-hmm. you know, the stores, Walmart, Kroger, or whatever, and they have the little coolers of the drinks. I saw it in there and I was like, Well, what is this? And I just kept going. Uh-huh. But Darren was telling me about that the the other day. He said, Sierra misses no more. They're replacing it with Starry. I'm like, number one, who asked for that? Number two, <laughs> who came up with Starry? Like, in my mind, I'm always envisioning the pitch. And, like, I just wonder how they pitched that to the extent that it moved Pepsi to totally rebrand to this Starry. I don't know why they would just... I thought Sierra Miss was fine. I thought it was, too. And now when Sierra Miss first came out, I was like, okay, you know, are they trying to separate the... Because it used to be, what, Slice, I think it was when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I went to a Pepsi school, and, um... Which, I, you know what, I always used to wish my school was a Coca-Cola school. And then I learned that my school divested from Coca-Cola because... They didn't stop having bottling in uh, apartheid South Africa. Mm, okay. Coca Cola products. But I'm like, shoot, apartheid is over now. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I was. And you are, a Coke, you are a Coke girl. I'm a Coca Cola. You've been out to eat with me enough times. Yes. You, you do like that Coke Zero with a lime? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if they don't have Coke Zero, I have a Diet Coke with a lime in it. Yes. And um, and I always ask, is this a Coca Cola restaurant that we serve? You sure do. <laughs> and but um, but yeah, I was reading about it, and they were talking about how Pepsi, that's been one of their um, their little hiccups. They have not been able to sustain a mm. successful lemon lime soda like Sprite is successful. Yeah, so, Sprite is my go to. I love. I, I can man, I can drink me a Sprite. Anytime, any day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, start. I might, I might try Starry now that I know it's from Pepsi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is not the uh the store brand. It's funny. Um, sometimes when I'm going through like places like Walmart or other stores, I like to see what they stuff is called. They off brand and like I remember at one of the stores, Dr Pepper was called like Dr Thunder. <laughs> and then uh Mountain Dew has a lot of funny off-brand names too, like Mountain Lightning. Yeah. Really holler, I've seen. <laughs> like the creativity. Uh-huh. I remember one time I was in a store in college. I'm sorry, I just keep going off on tangents, but uh you know how they have I can't believe it's not butter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was this store that we used to have in town where my college was and uh, I think they were a Spartan store but anyhow their brand of I can't believe it's not butter was called is it butter? <laughs> so they, just asked, they just asked a question? 
I googled it one day and I found a page with a whole bunch of store brands of you know different versions of I can't believe it's not butter and it's like is it butter but or not <laughs> like they have these names <laughs> like, that's funny no um uh, you know Kroger girl here here it is mm-hmm. they have off well the uh, competition of some of the brands of you were saying pops or they call it pop in the midwest and i i'm a mm-hmm. girl i call it soda mm-hmm. so they have the uh brands that you're talking about dr pepper mm-hmm. what we call ours big k Dr. okay k. yes i've seen big <laughs> k i've seen that in the stores and it makes sense because big the big k is Kroger. yeah yeah oh, yeah oh my goodness oh the creativity mm-hmm well, Miss Ma'am, tonight's topic, beauty hacks. Yes, and, and this is where our cocktail comes into play. So we have Sleeping Beauty as our cocktail, and our episode this evening is going to be discussing beauty hacks. So one of the things, every time when I read about like beauty hacks, they always mention, you know, drink your water, get eight out eight hours of sleep. I'm like, those are the normal. And if you're doing that as you get older, are they really working? I think you have to do a little bit more. Those might be working, but there's so many other beauty hacks that we actually want to touch on uh, during this episode. Indeed. I think that sleep is like, you know, sort of that baseline. And even though sleep alone won't do it, you know, it's got to be some extra, you know, some extra things that you do. But Apparently, the sleep is that has that restorative quality that you know, um, you know, just helps your body to just kind of regenerate your cells to regenerate, and and then physically, you know, you get enough sleep, you don't end up with like you know bags under your eyes. Like sometimes you can really see, like mm-hmm. a lot of sleep will manifest itself physically. Yes. But let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Who is getting eight hours of sleep on a regular basis? Oh, man. I Anybody? mean, I try to, but I wake up in the night, so I know I'm not getting my full eight hours. I I, I didn't even used to, like, pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. I may have gotten about seven hours of sleep because mm-hmm. I was on a schedule. Like, I know if I don't go to bed by this time, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to get up and function and be very productive. Mm-hmm. But now that I work from home 100%, I'm remote, basically 100%, mm-hmm. I sometimes be looking at the clock like, okay, if I go to bed this time, I'm going to have this many hours of sleep. Oh, I can make it because I don't have to, you know, commute to work. So that helps. Right. But I'm not getting eight hours of sleep on a on a regular basis. Now, every night I tell myself when I get mm-hmm. up in the morning, you're so tired, you're going to go to bed early. Well, that time comes, <laughs> and I'm doing other things besides sleeping. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Sometimes it's like I, I really have to remind myself, like, okay, you know, you said you were going to go to sleep, so you need to actually go to sleep. Yeah. And I get distracted. Yeah. And I, one thing that has helped me, because I remember I used to be sitting at work like, oh, my goodness, like, at any given point of the day. I could literally crawl into a ball and sit under my desk and go to sleep. <laughs> I used to even have little, you know, little tricks to like where I would be sleep, but people wouldn't think I was sleeping. 
<laughs> like at work. Yes. So I used to sit at my desk with my head in my hands like I was stressed about something. <laughs> and I would actually, you know, be taking a little cat nap. And then I would wake up when somebody comes by and be like, Kristen, is everything okay? I'd be like, oh, child, I'm just stressing over this report and I got to draw up. But, but you were asleep. But I was sleeping. <laughs> So, <laughs> it's, so one thing that I came up with when I found myself doing that was like, okay, at night when you are tempted after the boys go to sleep, you know, to not sleep, but to stay up and do stuff that you want to do. Like I stay up, I'll be making playlists. Yeah. You know, watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse me. You know, Thank doing you. all types of things. And then next thing I know, it's like, three in the morning, four in the morning, and it's time to oh, get no. Yeah. Oh, oh, and so oh, I had to stop doing that. And my trick was think about how tired you were like mm-hmm. around two o'clock during the work day today and how much you wished you could go to sleep. And, you know, think about that and then think about the fact that now you're in bed, it's 10 o'clock at night, you don't have to get up until, I don't know, six, five, whatever time I get up. So that mm-hmm. really kind of helped me to just settle into a nice, you know, not just like fall asleep lightly, but like deep restorative sleep. Yeah. That helps. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people who have mentioned that it's hard for them to get a certain amount of sleep. They just can't sleep. Mm-hmm. I know um, I was reading a couple of things like, you know, scrolling through your phone, try to turn that off a few hours before going to bed don't eat right before you lay down because that's going to make it hard for your food to digest and that's going to impact your sleep and then um you know just keep the room cool keep it you know dark Mm -hmm. Um, tv off i'm gonna say don't turn the tv on because that could be a distraction but one thing i like to do sometimes is sometimes i like to listen to audiobooks Mm-hmm. And that just kind of keeps me calm. And before you know it, I'm drifting off and I'm like, okay, this is good. I can just turn it off and I can just roll over yes. and go to sleep. So that helps me. But sometimes my brain won't allow me to go to sleep because I'm thinking, oh, did you get that done? Oh, when you get up tomorrow, you got to make sure to do this. Oh, you forgot to do this. And so my brain sometimes won't allow me to get the proper amount of rest. I'll sleep mm-hmm. at night and then I'll wake up in the middle of the night, two, three o'clock in the morning, and then all of a sudden I'm thinking about what I didn't finish and what I what I didn't get done. Yeah. Thought. So yeah. yeah, my my brain won't let me. So I've been trying to just do a better job of just um when I'm extremely tired, you know, just finding ways to calm myself, mm-hmm. turn everything off, including my brain. Like brain, you gotta go to sleep too. And mm-hmm. then when I get up the next morning, I'll take care of everything else. But sometimes that that's really hard because there's so much that you can worry about and mm-hmm. your your brain just will just keep going. Oh, my goodness. You know, it almost makes me want to, like, Google techniques to, like, try to assess, like, are the things that's racing through my mind? Mm-hmm. Are they things that I could, like, actually get up and do right now and it'll be done and off my mind? Or is it something that I got to do tomorrow anyway? So I might as well kill that thought and just, you know, focus. (laughs) Well, one thing that helps me too is a little, you know, you used to always hear about white noise. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't know that there was also uh, brown noise, pink noise, green noise. Oh, what yeah. are those? So, um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and, and listeners feel free to Google because I could be wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, green noise is like nature sounds, like okay. water trickling and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, pink noise kind of sounded a little bit similar to white noise to me, but I think pink noise would be things like, I don't know, like TV static or like an air conditioner blowing or something like that. Okay. But, um, you know, some people find that having that ambient noise helps them. For me, w- one trick that I found uh, with regard to sleeping really well is on my TV, you know, if you have Roku or Amazon Fire or whatever, if you are able to get YouTube on your TV, you can just do a search for black screen and a bunch of different videos will come up, you know, videos that like run super long, eight, 10, some of them 24 hours. Um, and it will just play ambient noise and it'll turn your screen totally black like your TV is off because you know how when your TV doesn't have nothing on the screen, you can still tell it's on because mm-hmm. it's light. Yeah. But the, these videos turn your screen totally black as if your TV is just idle out and off or whatever. And so, you know, you can have things playing in the background, like kind of like spa, like ambient music. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have it sound like a fireplace crackling, thunderstorm, ocean waves. There's one I really like that's... um a blizzard so you can hear the wind blowing and then it's like a fireplace crackle so that just helps me get into like that deep sleep where you like having dreams and stuff mm. and I mean that when you get that type of sleep like REM which uh, is rapid eye movement I think that's what that mm-hmm. means mm-hmm. you know when you're in that level of sleep you know your skin and everything is regenerating cells and then for you miss exercise mamacita you know (laughs) (laughs) you know that gives your muscles time to like really take in the exercise that you did and and like you know repair themselves and get you ready for the next day yeah i think that's like the ultimate like internal beauty hack agree Mm-hmm. Uh, agree when you said you know the relaxation and you know some of the noise in the background and just mm-hmm. you know going to that next level to get you to a deep sleep that reminds me of the time when I actually went to the spa mm-hmm. and you know you get massages uh, I had a massage and I had a facial so kind of going into skincare and they had music in the background Mm-hmm. And boy, was I sleeping to the point where I caught myself snoring. <laughs> you was out of there. I was so relaxed that music was playing in the background. I don't know what what t- it was just like relaxation music. Yeah. And you know, you know, when you're laying on the table to get a massage or a facial, you can't do anything. You just have to lay there, and so that's mm-hmm. the perfect time to relax. So, uh, speaking of facials and you know, massages, what of like skincare, skincare mm-hmm. regimen. And so, um, Kristen, you and I talked about this offline um, a couple of days ago. I didn't know about the Korean skincare yeah. until recently. 
Mm-hmm. I went to get um, a facial. There is um, some someone in the local Cincinnati area. Her name is Summer. Shout out to you, Summer. Some, Summer does, um, you know, brow tints and facials and then also makeup. Mm-hmm. And so I had a chance to connect with her through a friend. And I went to see her back in December. And she uses um, some of the Korean skincare products. Mm-hmm. One of the things I I use and got introduced to her is called Storyderm. Mm-hmm. Now I had no idea that this Korean skincare thing was 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 such a big thing. I am late to the party. Mm-hmm. I had a, another friend tell me that she's been using this for over a year. The mm-hmm. um, the product that she uses is called Peach and Lily. So shouting out to you, Athena. Uh, we talked about this um, a couple of days ago. And she was saying that it has completely changed her skin and she is really enjoying what these products are doing to her, her skincare or so, to her skin. Peach and Lily and then yours is Story I was going to ask story you derm. What, the name, uh, what the name of yours was, Nina, because I really want to try that Story Derm. Yeah. And so when I went to uh, get a facial back in early December, um, you know, I grew up where... It was like, oh, you don't really mess with your face. I don't think that the the education was there. Mm-hmm. So I've only gotten a facial maybe like once or twice in my lifetime. But I know that it's pretty critical as you start to, you know, get a little older and you age. Mm-hmm. And so when I left um, Summer's place, because she does um, the, the, the process in her house, she actually has a business in her house. If you're in the local Cincinnati area, if you look up A Touch of Summer, she is amazing. Mm-hmm. beautiful soul very very sweet person so she did this the process and she was cleaning my skin exfoliating and when when I got finished I was like man I don't even need no makeup it, it was such <laughs> oh a great goodness it was it was wonderful and she gave me some samples to take home and so those samples were uh what I used between the time that I went to see her probably until after the holidays after the Christmas holidays and so I ordered some more stuff. So I use um, uh, a night wash. I'm going to get the name of it because, you know, my memory is bad. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, uh, there's a, a night wash that I use. So I use it and it melts my makeup. If I have on foundation or mascara or whatever, it mm-hmm. does such a great job. I just kind of wash it, you know, um, before bed. And then I apply toner. Now, mm-hmm. I've never used toner in my life. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about it. But um, I use that for nighttime and the toner. And then in the daytime, I think it's called O2 White. Mm-hmm. And it's also from Story Derm. When I apply it, you let it sit on your face for about two or three minutes. And you can feel like some bubbles foaming on your face. Mm-hmm. And then I wash it off and I also apply the, the toner. Um, it's done wonders. I don't wear as much foundation as I used to. Oh, a lot of my awesome. blemishes are starting to go away. So this has been a great product. So thank you, Summer, for introducing that to me. So it's like a like a three-step regimen that you do. Yeah. With the Story yeah. Derm products. Yeah. Wow. And I have eye cream also and it's supposed to help with the wrinkles. Mm-hmm. Um and some anti-aging. Uh, but it's been great. Just wonderful. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, there there is nothing like some really good skincare and things that are like proven. Like it's awesome to hear you talk about the results you've seen with that product and then your friend with the peach and lily because the thing that's always stumped me and i i've always been i like to call myself a beauty gigolo (laughs) (laughs) i have certain things it's like my bread and butter i stick with them i've tried other things i didn't like it so i stick with what's what's tried and true Mm -hmm. but i also like to try new stuff but I'm sure some of you know listeners out there. Maybe some of you can relate. Maybe you can relate, Nina. You go into Sephora or Ulta or wherever you shop or the department stores. It can be overwhelming because it is very overwhelming. Yes, everybody's trying to you know sell you their thing. They're saying this is the best. This is the best, and whatever you know, nobody's gonna say. Well, you know what? In reality, that product over there is better than ours. You know, they're gonna sell you their wares. Yeah. <laughs> so it can be, um, it can be overwhelming because some of the products seem a little bit gimmicky. Mm-hmm. Um, beauty just it at large, like as an industry, it can be very fickle. You can have something that you, that comes out and you really like it, and then it's gone the next season. They discontinue. Right. Well, what am I supposed to use now? Because this is what I've been using for the last X amount of, you know, time frame. Mm-hmm. But um, I've tried so many different products before landing on the on on Storyderm. Mm-hmm. I used to use this um, cleanser. It's called like a, a one step facial. It was purity. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a um, off white color in a bottle. And you could buy it at Sephora. That's where I used to get mine. And I think it's a couple of other department stores. And then also, you know, Amazon sells everything. Mm-hmm. So I would use that to wash my face with like a little face brush. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was drying my face out. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it, it was it was too much. See, different. It would get it clean. Strokes, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, was, but it, it was get too clean. A little, a little too squeaky clean. So I wanted to find something where it, it makes sense for me to use. Um, and I think some of the the products, sometimes if they cost a little bit more, sometimes you might shy away from that. But mm-hmm. I think with what I'm using, it's it's worth it. And I mean, I people, like every esthetician that I've ever known, I've known a few of them, or anytime you go to the, get a facial and you're talking to that esthetician, they mm-hmm. all seem to say the same thing. Like, you're going to pay a pretty penny for some good skincare. Yeah. It's just an investment that you make to get quality stuff. Not to invalidate the fact that some people is overcharging for, you know, they selling snake oil. But... <laughs> not, not snake oil. <laughs> selling you a wolf ticket. Use our facial serum. But no, um, you know, the, the really legitimate proven brands or whatever you know they're they're gonna cost a lot because they yeah. done you know the research and you know to to bring a really good product to market mm-hmm. um, and then it's like you know even even with all that you just gotta find what's right for your skin because what works for somebody else might be super rough for some you know yeah on, on someone else or yeah Sometimes we make the mistake of um, buying, like, you might buy a facial cleanser and a different toner and a different moisturizer. 
sometimes certain things don't, you know, meld well together. I'll talk about that mm-hmm. more when we get to the hair section. That's yeah. the whole oh, video yeah, we... on that. Using <laughs> different, like, you know, cross-pollinating products. Sometimes it can end in disaster. I've had it <laughs> We've all we've all been there. But what are you <laughs> saying about the the skincare and how mm-hmm. it could be different depending on who's using it and your your skin type? So the first thing they normally ask you is like, "What is your skin type?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, some days I'm oily, some days I'm dry. It just depends." Mm-hmm. But um, when I was talking with Summer and I was just asking her these questions, she's very invested and she's very knowledgeable of what she does. You could tell that she loves what she she's doing mm-hmm. and she was just saying um a lot of things can determine the type of skincare uh regimen that you'll need mm-hmm. and she said your diet might be one thing now i'm gonna tell you way back in the day oh i would love me some fried foods we talked about this dual daddy that i had and how every <laughs> single meat right. i mm-hmm. fried it so a lot of fried foods and i don't think my face was appreciating that my stomach mm-hmm. was but my face was not Mm-hmm. So um, she was saying, you know, your diet could could be one, um, you know, just uh, if it's hereditary, maybe, you know, something in your family gene. So it just depends on, you know, your your skin overall, what mm-hmm. you need to do. So what works for one person may not work for another person. But she does, she kind of alters the the facials and the skincare regimen that you'll need according to how your skin is. So it just depends. That's so cool that she like tailors it in that way. Cause I think that's what, that's what people need, you know, Mm -hmm. customized thing because some people have oily, some people have combination. Mm -hmm. Some people have, you know, you can't even really pinpoint what skin type it is. So yeah, I think, I, I mean, from what you're saying, Nina, I would venture to say, an esthetician is like just some if you had to form a team around your health mm-hmm. and wellness mm-hmm. that's one of the people you need in your corner is you know that's one level from having the, the dermatologist but a, yep. just a good person that perform facials and that knows your skin and what products you should use yes yes mm-hmm. so um I told her I would be back and she was recommending for me to come to see her once a quarter, you know, when the seasons change. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I will be back. So I scheduled an appointment with her in the next couple of, uh, couple of weeks. So oh, uh, we, we will keep going. Speaking of facials, mm-hmm. I was thinking about, you know, just all the things that as you start to get older and, you know, you start to age. Uh, again, I didn't know that a lot of these things were um, not necessary, but something to help. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of things. I'm not sure if it's as big as today, like it was, you know, years ago. But Botox, yes. Mm-hmm. I have been seeing a lot of before and after pictures. You know, Botox, and they're talking about the fine lines around your eyes may go away, the wrinkles around you know, your mouth and your nose area. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone personally that has done any Botox, but I've seen pictures of people before mm-hmm. and after, and I'm like, they look good. I th- and I think, you know, they're getting a um, a handle on it. Because, you know, back in the day, you go back about 20 years, Botox was like the punchline. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you always see 
And I mean, it really used to be like this. Like Botox, people would get it. And and it's smoothing the wrinkles in your forehead. But that's because it freezes the muscle. Mm. And you can't make a facial expression. So yeah, your face ain't got no wrinkles, but you smiling and laughing at a joke, but you got a straight face. You can't move your face. <laughs> you can't have Sean you. But I think over the years, you know, they've like tinkered with it. They've made it so that, you know, people do the dosing of that better. So you can really have that subtle effect and you don't mm. have that total loss of expression in your face. Do so you I, know anyone personally that has done any Botox? Um, I do. I know a few okay. people get, and then, you know, child living in uh, Orange County. You know, oh, that's yeah. like you, the flu you saw shot. a lot. <laughs> getting the flu shot. <laughs> you know, they go and have a Botox party. They had a little wine and cheese and had a they aesthetician there giving the Botox shots and stuff. But and then I have a um a couple of friends from high school that also um have like well my friend Leah, uh, she has a wellness center in Michigan where she, you know, she administers Botox and stuff like that but um yeah it's gotten better over the years and like you said Nina the people that get it like it's they the results are good like yeah I, I would not count it out it's I always say I don't count nothing out as I get older you know people be having a lot to say about the extent that people go to to maintain their looks yeah. And I say, hey, if it makes you feel good about yourself, go for you it. Know, good, you, you do it. You know, do your research, know the risks yeah. or whatever. But child, you want to get that little mommy makeover if you have after you have your baby? Go Why for not? it. <laughs> Speaking of mommy makeover, we can jump right on to the body enhancements. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, the surgeries. Especially after you have kids, mm-hmm. your body is not the same with what it used to be. And you can do some of the workout, you know, some, some of the, the cutting back and really try to get you back to either the way you were before or after, you know, you're pregnant, mm-hmm. um, the weight starts to fall off. But you're, you're, man, pregnancy completely changes your body. It does. I don't think there's anything wrong with. If you want to do a tummy tuck mm-hmm. or if you want to do a breast augmentation, why, why, why not? I mean, if you're, you're un- like, let's say you're getting a C-section mm-hmm. and you're under the anesthesia anyway. Yep. I mean, why, you know, why you get that, they have them close you up and then later down the line, you decide you want to, so you have to get another surgery. I think that's something worth thinking about while you're pregnant. As part Me of your too. birth plan, if you want to get that stuff, be prepared to tell them that you want it or, you know, mm-hmm. because I mean, these days they have it where you give birth to your baby and then they can go right in there and do your little lipo or your breast reduction, breast enhancement, whatever you want to do. So, you know, do the research, make sure you have, make sure your people are board certified yeah, that's that's one thing. Um, especially with a lot of the stories that's going on going oh around. Um B- BBLs. I mean <laughs> resilient butt lifts. Uh, <sighs> it seems like, you know, back I would say years ago, 
it would be something that um, high profile people would get. But mm-hmm. now it seems like everybody's getting one. It's like you just go to McDonald's and be like, "Can I get a DVD? <laughs> like you on the cheeseburger?" <laughs> it's so common now, and I mean, you know what, what a lot of people are doing too. I'm not sure if you've heard of like uh like what do they call? It's actually a name for it: beauty tourism or tourism, surgical tourism, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that is when people go to these other countries to get things done because maybe they do it cheaper or maybe they heard of some specialist over there that is good at it and you got to be so careful because you know not every place is governed the same way the U.S. is Uh, if something were to go wrong you couldn't pursue it the same way legally because the laws Mm -hmm. might be different so you, you just have to proceed with so much caution but you know, it's people flying over to different countries across mm-hmm. the border. I mean, I know people, even aside from uh, cosmetic surgeries, I know people that go to Mexico to get to go to the dentist. Like, not really? personally, but I've heard <laughs> of people doing that because when I lived in Orange County, you know, we were close enough to the border that you hear these stories and things. But yeah, people go over going there. to the dentist to, yes. to do like just to get your teeth clean, like a normal cleaning to get like things like fillings, root canals, uh, wow. veneers, like those things that sometimes you got to pay out of pocket for that extra stuff. Okay, and they go oh, over wow. there and get it because apparently it's cheaper. But mm. man, I I'd be a little bit I'd be a little bit scared. Yeah. <laughs> That that's that's yeah, I never heard of that. I've heard about people going across the um, you know, other countries or crossing the border for you know, surgeries on your body, but not for mm-hmm. let's know, go your, to the dentist. Right. <laughs> oh, let's okay. go to Tijuana for our dentist appointment. <laughs> oh, that's new to me. Huh, okay. Yes, but um you know, see, I'm trying to think. Um, seems like I don't know if it was my brother who knew somebody. It was somebody that my family knew, and I think they had gone either to South America and 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 again, th- this is like just allegedly. It's no ill intent or will toward you know other countries. So I want to mm-hmm. put out that disclaimer. But this person um, had gone to some other country. And got like a tummy tuck, flew back home, you know, and all of a sudden her, you know, where they had cut, the area started leaking. Oh, and, no. You know, so, I mean, it, it it's a really thin line <laughs> between, you know, what's sensible and what's actually dangerous. So. I was reading and watching a couple of youtube videos and then i had saw um a show on on tv i forget who was doing an interview but there were uh, a a few black women who were talking about their experiences from you know the surgeries going to other countries especially Uh the 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 bbls and um they would go over there and they would you know get the surgeries and come back and they would have complications Mm-hmm. I mean, there was even a few stories where you would see that women actually are passing away. Oh my gosh! So that I mean, it's it's scary. And then you have those who 
you know, go over it and they have complications and they talk about, you know, make sure you, like what you said, your surgeon is board certified and, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing your research. Um, they think that the surgery is going to turn out one way, but it's completely different than what they thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's not done right. Goodness, so, I mean, imagine going under. I mean, because going under isn't no, isn't ain't no joke. No, you know, to go go completely under to get a surgery, you do mm-hmm. all that, go through all that trouble, and then it's not the way you want it to look. Yeah. That's got to be devastating. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you're like, how do I fix it? Do I have Man. to have another surgery? Hmm. Just, just, just a lot. But um, there are a lot of ladies who mm-hmm. are doing this procedure and nothing, nothing with it. Just make sure that you, you know, do your research. And then, I mean, some people fly to places to have things done that you don't really hear about too often in the U S. And the first thing that comes to mind for me is uh tiny from escape, you know, going over to, I forget which country in Africa, but she went over color? there to have her eye color change. Yeah. Her and her daughter. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's different. something else. <laughs> <laughs> Have you I, considered I don't any? Know. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm squeamish about anything having to do with the eyes. It just seems yeah. the eyes are just so sensitive. I mean, think about the way that your body responds involuntarily when if your body senses that your eyes are in danger. You will automatically mm-hmm. cover your eyes up. Yeah, yeah. And so to think of something, you know, where they're going into your cornea and like doing whatever Ooh. it is they do to alter the color. I don't know. It just seems like such a, a risk. But I mean, to each their own. Yeah. I would be now, afraid. Now, I have considered LASIK surgery because mm-hmm. I cannot, man, I cannot see without corrective vision glasses or contacts mm-hmm. it's, it's just not well when I don't have anything on if I had to drive and I didn't have contact or glasses on mm-hmm. we all gonna be in trouble if you riding with me because <laughs> we not gonna get very far so I have considered LASIK for mm-hmm. years and I think um I just always forget because I got contacts and I got the glasses so mm-hmm. it's not really a necessity mm-hmm. but I've heard people say the ones that have had the surgery it's it it just makes a huge difference, and mm-hmm. you can wake up from sleeping and you can see everything. Because the first thing I do is I'm grabbing for glasses, like I know I can't see, and I'm not <laughs> trying to hurt myself. So no. um, I've mm-hmm. considered that. But Kristen, have you considered any any surgeries, like you know anything on your body? I don't know. I know if I I'm with you on the LASIK because to me, I I believe over the years they've really like. Um, you know, LASIK has been sort of perfected and anybody I know that's had LASIK, they're like, no regrets, happy they got it. The results mm-hmm. are amazing. Uh, for me personally, as far as body augmentation, again, I'm a little bit weary of going under for like uh, elective things, but I wouldn't count it out if I really, really wanted to do it. I've thought often about breast reduction. Mm-hmm. Um, just and And that's just because, man, Sometimes it's like really hard for me to find shirts and clothes that fit. Um, and a, a shirt might fit me, but that button across the boob area just looks like it's about to pop open. 
you know. And of course, you know, late husband, he was like, no. (laughs) 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 But I always said if I ever like had like back problems because of it or felt like, you know, just uh, physical pain due to the weight Mm -hmm. of my chest, I would probably do something like that. And then I've considered things like, you know, a little liposuction. But I I feel like um, some of these surgeries, like, what was I watching where somebody got liposuction and they showed a before and after and it was basically like tiny and tinier. Like, you didn't look mm. like you needed it in the first place. Yeah. You know, with me, it's like, how many rounds would I have to go to have that, like, show a good result? So, I mean, after a while, with some of the stuff that I've considered, I'll come to the conclusion that it's like, Kristen, just, you know, do a little targeted exercise, change your diet a little bit, you know, and then you probably will not have to consider it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree. And again, you know, we talked about this um, offline, but, you know, when you have children, it completely alters your body. So I have the complete opposite mm-hmm. uh, challenge that you have. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have much. Mm-hmm. And when I nurse with the children, it just, it just took it all. So I got oh, enough. Oh. I got yeah. enough. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got enough. They I always say, if you got a handful, you good. <laughs> I think somebody said a handful and a mouthful. That's all you need. So- <laughs> Not a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> different <laughs> but um you know you, you're again your 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 body changes um especially as you get older and so um I, I thought about it just for a small second of just getting the uh, yeah just the augmentation of you know getting to where they used to be because they ain't where they used to be when I was in the 20s yeah I but, thought about um, getting a lift yeah yeah so but I am I am afraid I've already had surgeries for delivering babies which was necessary Mm -hmm. and then the aftermath of the surgery is just terrible Mm -hmm. so I'm just um I'm just gonna keep going you know maybe I'll change my mind at some point but right now I'm okay and I mean there's more as the years go by there are more and more things that people do like in the 80s and 90s the main things that you used to hear about was liposuction breast mm-hmm. augmentation rhinoplasty getting your nose done yep but i mean now they have everything from you know all of that to like uh, have you ever heard of vaginal re- rejuvenation have you heard of that? i have <laughs> i haven't i heard that from the world house Real Housewives of Potomac. Yes, <laughs> I think they did it on the Real Housewives or, or, or Married to Medicine too. Oh no, yeah, she was doing. She was doing something else. She was doing. Uh, I think she called uh, the O, the big O. Sir. Like it, it's oh, something okay. that she does to like make y- your area more sensitive. She was doing something. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But almost, they, it seems like they have surgeries for just about everything they do i mean anything that you want to correct like i've heard of people switching their uh their surgery to get their toes to look different like the toes (laughs) yes 
like people that um you know maybe they their middle toes like longer than their big toe i've heard that there are surgeries that you could get to make your toes more aligned wow all kind of stuff so yeah that is that is very that is very interesting (laughs) yeah yeah okay Just a reminder that you can listen to us on podcast platforms like Stitcher, Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple. All you have to do is search for Coffee to Cocktails. And stay in touch with us outside the podcast. Email us at coffee to cocktails podcast at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and review. Oh, oh, to like you said, to each his own. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If it's something that's going to help boost your confidence and you're doing it for yourself, you know, mm-hmm. go for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's people that um, you know, if they don't like the shape of their nose or something, like it's really affecting their lives. Yeah. And you go in there and get that done, you come out feeling like a new woman. Now, sometimes. Mm-hmm. I always think about the case of Jennifer Grey. You know the actress Jennifer Grey mm-hmm. that played on um, Dirty Dancing. Yes, and she got her nose done. But as an actress, after her rhinoplasty, she was it affected her getting roles because in the eighties she was like America's sweetheart. She was in like all these different movies, and then she got her nose done. She was kind of known for her larger nose and um she got her nose done and people literally did not recognize her and she had trouble getting casper rose after she got her nose job dang so i mean if it made her feel better about herself and and that didn't really you know uh, if that if that outweighed her getting those roles then yay but I wonder sometimes if she had like regrets about doing it because I thought she was beautiful mm-hmm. back then with her mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, that's interesting that you say that because I'm thinking if um, I wonder if she thought about I don't know if this was back big back in the day, but contouring. Mm-hmm. Man, I have seen some some serious art on people's faces from contouring, and they can it can make your facial features look completely different like we said about her nose I have seen some serious talent where they would come in and you'd be like did they have a nose job nope it's all about the makeup it's all contour you sent me that picture the other day contouring that's like some witchcraft and wizardry because (laughs) no witchcraft (laughs) honest to goodness you it do make you look different if you can, if you if you can master the art of that, or find a makeup artist who can do it, I mean, you can totally alter your look. You you can make your nose look thinner. You can make it to where you have cheekbones. Yeah, I've, I've seen. I have um, you know, a couple friends who do uh, bodybuilding stuff like competitions. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, they get the self-tanner and all that for the bikini portion of a competition. And they can, like, they do contouring with that, too. They spray it mm. to where, you know, your your clavicle is more pronounced. They can make you look like you got a collarbone when you can't see it. 
I I have seen sometimes you don't even recognize people. So the the contouring thing, I I just have not. I don't even think I want to touch it because I know that I would mess myself up. But there is, um, I think there's a makeup artist. She has videos and she does bridal and makeup transformations. Mm-hmm. Her name is, or her page on YouTube and also Instagram is Mary J. Black. She mm-hmm. takes these women who look like, you know, average everyday women, mm-hmm. and she transforms them into something that you can't even imagine. So she wow. does their makeup. I mean, it looks amazing. They look like completely different people. She's contouring. She's putting on, you know, foundation, the concealer, doing the eyebrows, putting on lashes. I mean, she does an amazing job. And when you finish, when she finished with the with the final look, I'm like, well, where'd the other person go? Because I know that's not it. Wow, that's something. See, what my my thing with makeup has always been, I always want to um highlight whatever you know I want to highlight, but I don't want to like look completely different to the extent that like, ooh, have you seen Kristen without makeup? You know, I don't want it to be like that because. <laughs> Listen, you, I'm, I'm serious. I like makeup just to enhance features. You know, you add a little bit of eyeshadow, put mm-hmm. a little bit of blush lipstick on. But I have seen people where you don't even recognize them. And I was talking to Darren about this um, a couple of weeks ago. We were just, ta- just talking about, you know, just makeup and stuff. So mm-hmm. when he and I first started dating, I think the most I put on was lip gloss. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know how to do anything else, and so I've gradually learned how to apply, you know, a little bit more. Now I can't do the stuff that I'm telling you about transforming from one person to another, and mm-hmm. I, I'm not trying to. The only thing I can do, and I have perfected, is my brows because I don't really have any, so I have to draw mm-hmm. them on, fill them in. But um, he was just saying, you know. Are men getting catfish? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, <laughs> if you see someone out in public and they got a full face of makeup on and then you, you know, start dating them and they get more comfortable where they're taking the makeup off, they don't look like the same person that you know, you know, during the daytime. Yeah. So, I mean, that could be, you know, so he was like, I feel bad for men. They're getting catfished. I mean, a lady, <laughs> um, I, I should try to pull up the article. There was a, I could have sworn there was a story that came out a few years ago. And excuse me if I take a few pauses while I'm doing this, but I got my laptop out. Mm-hmm. Um, the I believe the man sued his wife. Girl, was it? Yes. I think it was, Um, I don't know if they were Chinese or Korean. Yeah, yeah, they she were. had three kids. She they had three kids. I remember the story, and she had a lot of surgeries done. She looks mm-hmm. completely different from you know before, and then she had the surgeries, and then they end up getting married. And I think he, I don't know if he was suspect because the kids look different or mm-hmm. something like that. But I know the story that you're talking about. He sued her. And I mean, it poses a, a a valid question, like you know, at what point do you cross the threshold between just putting on makeup 
to enhance you know freshen whatever you know enhance your natural features versus looking like a totally different person yeah and you're you're right Kristen the uh I typed in something and this it came back Korean man sues wife for plastic surgery wow because he said the man sues the wife after she gives him quote unquote ugly babies oh no oh 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 that's just messy yeah a whole story and she does look different I mean you know at a certain point you know you're conveying a a different message I think it's important for people to be able to um, you know just see your natural you Mm -hmm. you know I think that that you know I mean does it you can go into a long conversation about it but I mean I me personally I would rather people see me than see like a facade and be doing like not I mean that's beyond a full beat you know (laughs) that is just now you're getting into you know theatrical makeup yeah changing features like you know doing all that stuff so you gotta be so careful (laughs) <laughs> real, real careful so uh the the makeup artists that can do this i mean that's a true talent um i've had my makeup done a few times to go into events mm-hmm. and i always tell them like don't do too much i i want to look like myself but just enhance right and so i'll watch a couple of videos and you know try to put on the the shadows and um i have not mastered contouring Mm-hmm. And I have not mastered the baking part of it. I'm like, I know I don't know what I'm doing. So I'll put on, you know, foundation, eyeshadow, mascara. I just learned how to put on lashes mm-hmm. like recently to put them on myself because that, that took a while. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some some uh, lipstick or lip gloss and then I'm good. I really want to master eyeshadow. Eyeshadow is one I just haven't gotten the hang of. And it used to be lips. I used to swear by lip gloss and say I never wore lip color because mm-hmm. I used to think I, I look like homie the clown if I put on like a red lippy. I cannot uh, wear red lipstick. I That's not <laughs> my color. I have tried and I'm like, this this ain't it. But I see you with like a, a more brighter um... Mm-hmm tone of lipstick and it looks mm-hmm. good on you i it, i only wear it occasionally because i'm i always feel like it's just too much to step out with every day mm-hmm. but the one red that i got it actually is two reds that have worked for me in the past uh mac ruby woo i had good results with that color because okay ruby woo that is a really popular red lipstick because it's got blue undertones Mm-hmm. And a lot of people of different skin shades, that color just works for everybody. Make your teeth look whiter. It's just, you know, whatever. But um, the one that really worked for me is the lip bar. And the girl is from Detroit that founded that company. Okay. She has a color that I just love on my skin tone called Hot Mama. Mm-hmm. So if you follow me on social media and you see a few pictures peppered in there with me with that red lip, that is lip bar hot mama. That's that color. Okay. Is 
Lip but, bar. Uh, okay, good. I, so I've gotten the hang of doing a lip, but man, my eyeshadow, you know, look like I got punched in the face. Like, listen, I have tried do that? on several occasions. <laughs> I think I've, I've um, watched a couple of videos of um, myself and a few ladies that live in, in Cincinnati. We went to like a makeup class. Mm-hmm. And so we did, it was, I think, six of us and the makeup artist. And she was kind of teaching us certain things and giving us some of the, the tips and techniques. And it's about layering, which I had no idea. The mm-hmm. first thing I found out that I did not know and I was not doing is when you apply your eyeshadow, you first want to put on like a concealer. Mm-hmm. It kind of keeps the, the color on. So you put the concealer on and then you put like a, a base color if you know you're doing like a, a smoky eye or a natural eye you just put like that brown tone on top of your lid and she was basically saying you want to layer the colors so mm-hmm. they can they can pop well years ago I was like well we're just gonna put on this eyeshadow and by the end of the day it was gone <laughs> so- yes or like for me it, it would fall to like under my eyes so now I'm looking like I got dark circles because all this eyeshadow powdered and migrated downward (laughs) one thing that she was teaching us is when you apply the shadow to your brush Mm -hmm. you want to tap it lightly get that excess material off and then Ah. apply it on Mm -hmm. and so she was also telling us when you put that uh when you start applying the eyeshadow you can put on these um i guess they're like eye shields underneath your eye that oh yeah the makeup things that was from your your makeup tutorial, Nina. I remember when you had the um makeup uh fundraiser. Yeah, and that was uh, one of the tips. Yeah, we we had those little white things we put on our, and that was very mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah, so you can buy those. I think they're called eye shields, but you yeah. put them on as you're applying your eyeshadow, and you you take them off before you put on the foundation. They said you know put the foundation on last to kind of mm-hmm. catch any of the excess uh, shadows that, that kind of fall out. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you you can find a lot of these tips. And I'm like, it's great to to see these tips on the screen, on your phone, YouTube, Instagram. But I still need one-on-one. Be like, is this right? Because when I finish, I follow in directions. And I'm like, my makeup don't look like her. <laughs> it does not look the same. What did I do wrong? Yeah. God. So it's... um. But there are a lot of a lot of tips. Another tip that I really love, and and I used to put on my foundation with a brush. Mm-hmm. I no longer do that. I wet a sponge, you know, like mm-hmm. a um, the makeup sponge. I'll wet it, mm-hmm. and then I'll put on my foundation on the sponge, and mm-hmm. then I'll dab it on my face. That seems to do a little bit better for me instead of using the brush. Oh, you probably get really good coverage that way too. Do you yeah. use liquid foundation? I do use liquid. Yes. Okay. Now, do liquid you have? Foundation. I have to ask Nina. Over the years, do you have foundations that you prefer? Do you have one that you like, or a couple that you like to use? Or I've tried several, and I always go back to my go-to, and my go-to is Mac NC forty-five. Okay. I have tried um, Estee Lauder. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried Fenty, which I'm in- really interested in trying that. Mm-hmm. I've tried like um, stuff from Sephora. I've tried, you know, just the regular drugstore foundation. 
Mm-hmm. And they don't seem to do right except for the 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 Mac NC45. That's my color. Mm-hmm. But I've heard um, Fenty products. I haven't tried any of them. I've heard all of those are amazing. Man, uh, Fenty, um, Rihanna with that makeup line. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> people, a lot of people that come and go, like artists and people that just want to dip their toe into a different industry and come out with a, a makeup line or a skincare line. Yeah. It comes and goes. Um, I got to give it to Rihanna because she seems to be really serious about having a quality product. Rihanna is an industry disruptor as far as makeup. Mm-hmm. When she came out with Fenty, you saw all these other established lines, you know, jump into formation. Like, uh-oh, because Rihanna made sure she had that whole spectrum, like every shade of brown you could think of, the human spectrum across the whole continuum of skin colors. She had it from lightest to darkest, and she was coming into an industry where some of these people only had a few shades of beige. Right. And one, maybe one chocolate brown. Yes. And I mean, she, Rihanna just came through and she had this like ombre of like, the 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 lightest of ivory to the darkest of ebony and everything in between and then that is when you saw a lot of these other brands say oh we have 20 different shades or whatever right thank rihanna for that because she you know once she came out you started even seeing things outside of makeup i forget Mm -hmm. which i don't know if it was steve madden or it might have been Christian Louboutin. One of these people that make a nude high heel, mm-hmm. they it, their nude was not was no longer just beige. They came out with about five different shoes. So you had a beige, a tan, a chocolate brown, a dark brown. Nice. Because nude for everybody is not the same. And I don't know yeah. why over the years that has been an afterthought. Well, good for her beige <laughs> yeah good good for her and you know i'm i'm really interested in in using her her products have you tried anything from fenty so i haven't tried her foundation but i um i've tried a number of her things um i did her skincare um her okay. little uh three items like for her basic skincare i know she's got more than that but when she first came out with the fenty skin it was the moisturizer the cleanser, and then she had this toner that I love. It's called Fat Water, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's it's most toners are like a, a you know a liquid. It basically looks like water that you're putting on your skin. Rihanna's toner is a little bit viscous, so it's kind of thick, mm-hmm. but it's not like you know like slimy thick. But it's just kind of got a texture to it, and you put it on your face, and it really makes it glow. So I I really liked her skincare. Okay. Um, and I've also tried, I love her um, her little trio where you get the highlighter, the uh, a foundation stick, and then you get like a contour stick. And the way she did the packaging was really cool because they're like in these tubes that are octagon shaped and they're mm-hmm. magnetic. And so they kind of click together. So you never lose them. They all stick together. Okay. But yeah, That's a cute I, I, idea. I love like her packaging. I like the quality of our products. I've I've used some of her lip things before, um, lip colors. 
Yeah, I like Fenty Beauty. I think she knocked it out of the park with Fenty Beauty. I well, like- I think that's the reason why she's like, uh, I'm not sure if I have to go back to music because I'm doing very well in this mm-hmm. space. <laughs> so, oh, we'll see good for her. Oh, they might be yeah. come out with a... <laughs> Yeah, you know. the song for the um, Wakanda Wakanda Forever soundtrack. Mm-hmm. She has that song, so I don't know if we'll get more music. But I'm like, I don't think if if she didn't want to go back to you know making music, she doesn't have to. She does not have to. She built the legacy with the Fenty Beauty, yeah. with her collab with sneaker brands and. Mm-hmm. Her- but Savage Fenty. The the lingerie line? Yes. Yeah. Well, good for her. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm definitely looking forward to at least trying mm-hmm. a couple of products that I was uh, seeing online mm-hmm. from Fenty. And I've heard nothing but great things about it. So I will definitely start to dabble into that. Um, I, I wanted to talk about this real quick. Have you seen this eyelash hack on TikTok? Mm-mm. Now, what is it? So this is a hack that I've seen on TikTok the last couple of weeks where you, instead of putting your your lashes on like, you know, normal on top of your um, top lash, mm-hmm. lash line, you put the glue on the strip, and these are for lash strips, put the glue on the strip, you place it on the bottom lash, you close your eye real tight, and then when you open them, the lash moves up to the top. Mm-hmm. I've seen a few people I- do that, and I'm like, is that really how it works i haven't tried it but it doesn't seem real until you see it or if you you know try it yourself um i was reading and they said that some people are saying that's not a good way to put them on it could increase eye infections and it can cause damage to your lash follicles again don't know if it's true or not but i've seen a lot of videos on tiktok around this eyelash hack on how to put lashes on so again you put it on the bottom and then close yeah you put your um you put so if you have strips of lashes Mm -hmm. you put the glue on on the strip Mm -hmm. you place the the lashes um or the strip on the bottom part of your lash Mm -hmm. and then you close your eyes pretty tight and then you open them and it just the top of the lash where it's supposed to be yeah my eye beat and glued my eyes shut (laughs) You ever seen them? You ever seen them old baby dolls where you lay it back and the eyes closed? But when it when they're like broke, sometimes only one eye will open, the other one stays back. <laughs> the old scary looking no. baby dolls. That that would be no, me with I... <laughs> one shut eye. Like Kristen, what happened? <laughs> Every time I try something with these texts, I'm like. Now why is why is mine not working the way it's supposed to? What did I do wrong? It's like they me. made it look so easy. <laughs> I'm telling you, they made it look real, real easy. I follow um Kev on stage and his wife. Uh-huh. So his wife, um, Melissa, she mm-hmm. tried this and she was surprised that it worked. Now it wasn't on all the way correctly like it should have been, but mm-hmm. it did move from the bottom to the top of her lash. So Wow, but I don't know how long it takes to to get it to that point. So you may have to try a couple times. But I thought it was interesting that you have this hack going around and Mm -hmm. people are doing it, and some of it's working for folks. Well, you know what I tried that I liked, and and I don't wear artificial lashes often, but I wouldn't mind doing this again whenever I felt the need to enhance my lashes. 
Have you mm-hmm. tried the magnetic eyelashes? I have not, but I did see you and a few other people post them. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, it's, uh, it's especially for somebody like me, I always say if I can do it, anybody can do it. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was pretty easy to, you, you know, it comes with the, the, the magnetic, like, kind of eyeliner. So you put that on almost mm-hmm. similar to how you would put on a liquid eyeliner, like, on top of your top lash line. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you that little roll of lashes, you just put it up against there and it just pops on and stays and it's steady. It, it's not going to fall off. So anytime I, I need some uh, false lashes, if you I'm not going those. to the actual professional person that had a big magnifying glass and put them in, I would do that as a quick fix. The magnetic okay. lash and the pinch. Do they have um, different styles of lashes like some of them full some are longer or is it just one type you know what I grabbed kind of like a standard looking one but okay. I'm pretty sure you know if you if you wanted a fuller lash they got ones with more strands in it if you wanted like a more kind of sparse with like a few of them sticking out longer than others mm-hmm. you got that. okay so, yeah and I found those at Target Oh, okay, okay. Uh-huh. The okay. brand I used was called iLure. I think it was called so. iLure. Okay, mm-hmm. write that down. Yeah, I haven't used um, the magnetic ones only because I, you know, I had mentioned I've gotten better with putting on lashes. It took mm-hmm. me a long time. I remember it would take me like thirty minutes to put on one of them. Just, oh just one. I'm like, if I know we're going somewhere, I gotta start way early because I can never get it on right. And then some of it will be hanging off, or you know, it just didn't look right. Look like I don't know what was going on. So um, I mean, I've gotten better with just know. the practice. I, it used to take me a long. I tried the adhesive, you know, like the old school artificial lash, or the ones that you take a piece of tweezers and it's supposed to be so easy to just kind of put it on your top lash. It never worked for me, you know. I'd come out looking like Clockwork Orange, with uh, you know, <laughs> you you know what I'm talking about, right? That man with yes. that little derby hat with that one, you his. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm coming out looking crazy, like lamb chop. Oh so. man, like, this, this ain't right. This ain't mm-hmm. right. Yeah, it it takes a little oh. practice. Eventually, you get it. I just ain't got it with the man. Yeah. It it does take a while. I've watched countless videos. I've had so many different makeup artists try to teach me to put them on. So I eventually got it only because we've gone out to a couple of events. And I'm like, every time I need to put lashes on, I can't run to the MAC counter or run to mm-hmm. Estee Lauder or, you know, just um, run to somebody who can put them on. I need to learn how to put them on myself just for the sake of time. Yeah. So I practice and practice some more. I finally, I'm not perfect, but I can get them on. So that that's, I'll perfect the technique a little bit later. You know what I found up. over the years too, and this is for those of us who kind of struggle with um, an artificial lash. There have been so many good mascaras that have come out over oh, the yeah. last couple of years or so. I mean, and it, it, it took folks a while to get the hang of a like a volumizing mascara because it used to be in my opinion 
volumizing meant clumping you know <laughs> like mm-hmm. is this what they mean by getting a thicker lash this just look like i got on too much but there are a couple uh mascaras that i would truly recommend people to try um there's one that i use that literally makes you look like you put on a false lash because it extends and it like separates and it gives you volume Mm-hmm. It's from Huda Beauty and it's called Legit Lashes. Okay. It's, it's a two sided mascara. So, on one side, you're getting a brush that, uh, you know, separates and, um, you know, sort of extends. And then on the other side, you have sort of a thicker brush that's going to give you that volume. And when I tell you that thing, when I wear that mascara, people ask if I got my lashes done. Oh really? Uh, and what Huda is it Beauty. Called it's called. It's from a company called Huda Beauty, which you can order it off of her website. And Huda is spelled H-U-D-A Beauty. And um, you can either order it off her site or they sell Huda Beauty at Sephora. And okay. The mascara is called Legit Lashes. I recommend it seven days a week, twice on Sunday. <laughs> So, yeah legit lashes okay mm-hmm. I discovered a new mascara because my lashes are not very long mm-hmm. but one that I tried and I ended up getting like brown black so I'm gonna have to order the the black mascara mm-hmm. it's called thrive cosmetics liquid lash oh and uh-huh. they they really do extend your lashes and you know I got them from Amazon because mm-hmm. you know we're gonna talk about this uh, but I ordered from Amazon and this um you know, very similar to what you're saying, the the brush, you take it in, it does help separate your lashes and extends them a little bit longer. I've been very pleased with it. Mm-hmm. The um, I need to order the, the black because I ordered brown and I don't think it's giving me the results I was looking for. Mm-hmm. But I do like the, the way that it does make my lashes look. So I'm going to try the black but it again thrive cosmetics and it's a liquid um a liquid lash extension product Mm -hmm. pretty cool and you know what um listeners we you know what i'm gonna try to do during production nina is like as i'm listening back kind of take note of some of the things we're mentioning and maybe like in the show notes put like things maybe that would be good and that yeah that that might if people are interested in getting some of the stuff that we're talking about i will say Mm. this there's this book that i used to have because i like i told you i'm super into like beauty products and reading about them i remember when i was in college my dream job when i was getting out of college i wanted to move to chicago and go work for l'oreal and be a brand manager for cosmetics and all that stuff and I used to have this book. I did. It, I didn't end up, my life didn't end up going that way. I actually have a friend who ended up doing exactly that. Hi, Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, uh, I think Chrissy for a while, she did move to Chicago and she was working for L'Oreal as like a brand manager or something. Oh, awesome. But um, there was a book that I got back when I was like super just deep into everything. And it's out of print now. But some of the stuff in it may still be a little bit relevant today. Some of it may be obsolete. There was this book called Don't Go to the Cosmetics Counter Without Me. Mm-hmm. 
It is by a lady named Paula Bagoon. And she basically, it's a big old thick book. It's like literally like a Bible. And she goes down the line through every cosmetic brand you've ever heard of in your life. Everything from high-end, Shiseido, Chanel, all that, all the way down to like wet and wild. No, no shade wet and wild, but you know, you know what I mean. Price yeah. Points. <laughs> yeah. And um, and she will go down the line. She tells you, you know, what sort of a gimmick, what they're saying in their ads versus reality. Uh, if they're, uh, you know, if they experimental animals or whether they don't, whether they really are cruelty, cruelty free, but it was just an excellent book. If you really want to get in there, cause like we were saying earlier, you go to the makeup counter, it is overwhelming. Everybody's telling you their product is the best. It might yeah. not be the best for you. Yep. And that book was like such a reference for me to kind of help me narrow things down. So, okay. Yeah. Oh well, kudos to her. I'm sure that's very helpful. What mm-hmm. What's the name of the book again? That book is called "Don't Go to the Cosmetics Counter Without Me." And she may have come out with different editions since I've had that book. The one I'm looking at here right now is available used because it's out of print. But if you can find that book or something similar, you know, if you find yourself just like, you know, just. Uh, overcome with products because everybody says everything is good and you pick yeah. up a copy of Allure magazine Allure has their little picks that they do every year but just in general reading through Allure the whole magazine used to be dog ear because I wanted everything in that magazine <laughs> <laughs> so, when you were advertising though it, it made you want to get everything mm-hmm I mean, and I used to have these questions like, okay, are these high-end beauty products? Is it a gimmick? Is it just ending? Mm-hmm. Like, is that why people like to use creme de la mer? Because just to say you use like a $300 moisturizer, or is there really something to it? Like, is it really doing something for your face? And come to find out, a lot of people say creme de la mer, you know, is comparable to whatever you buy you know from the drugstore so mm. I yeah well that is interesting I'm sure that book has some great tips like these are the things that you could use if you want these results these are the, the products because you're right there's so many different ones and they're still coming out and it is overwhelming if you don't know what you're looking for Oh, you know, you know what the results are but you don't know what actually will work for know your lashes or you mm-hmm. know, your skin or the the lip even the lipsticks that they have especially if you go to different counters mm-hmm. you're like I want to I, I want a red lipstick and there's like 15 to 20 different shades of red oh my goodness yeah it's a lot and then once you get into like I don't know what would the term for it be like people call it beauty pseudicals like some of some of these uh makeup brands they really try to market themselves in like a scientific way yeah and every year there is um you know there's like the the beauty products or not product but the beauty ingredients du jour you know Mm -hmm. one year it was alpha hydroxy this and that you know, next year, everybody coming out with a BB cream and a CC cream. Now, you know, retinol, 
And now yeah. I'm starting to hear retinol is not good for you. I've heard that retinol can cause cancer. Allegedly. Really? Don't put oh, wow. me to the cross for that. But I've heard of that. I got one friend that sells beauty counter. And she was saying how, you know, all these people are pushing retinol, retinol, retinol when it's really not good for you. Mm-hmm. Khalees has her makeup line. She's using Botucol, and now I'm hearing about Botucol and everything that's supposed to be anti-aging. So it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fads. You know, you, mm-hmm. you kind of jump on the train here and then jump on another train with new new things that are coming out. Mm-hmm. It's always something. I'm not saying that it doesn't work, but, you mm-hmm. know, it's, they kind of push it to us and shove it down our throats for mm-hmm. this period of time and then we're on to the next thing. And sometimes that can be scary. I remember when mm-hmm. I first started getting into skincare, when I when I went beyond soap and water. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably about 13, 14. I used to read my little teen magazine and sassy and 17. And you know, I used to for a long time I was a Noxema girl. But then I found that that used to Aren't drop out. Yeah, yes. like Noxzema <laughs> was big. The commercials, it was always in stock. Your face. Everybody oh, used Noxzema. <laughs> my brother used to use Nog- My Now, my brother, shoot, if we could have bought him on as a guest, my brother is big <laughs> into skincare and stuff. And I remember back in the day, he used to use Noxzema. He used to keep his Noxzema in the refrigerator. But Noxzema already had that cooling sensation. <laughs> and he would put he it on. Cool. But anyhow, um, yeah, I used to use Noxzema. And then the one thing that I used to use, it used to be big back in the day. Everybody was using that St. Ives apricot scrub. It Come to find good. out, them little pieces and them little apricot seeds have, leave like little micro abrasions in your skin. And that's why you don't see much of that on shelves anymore. What? It was cutting, you know, like really irritating people's skin. It turns out it wasn't that good. So now when you see the, these things with exfoliants, it's like little microbeads that are a little bit more gentle on your skin. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Oh, and the way that they were targeting these products mm-hmm. or marketing these products, I should say, and then targeting, you know, the audience, it made you want to just go buy it. I, I child, I used to be putting that apricot scrub, but like I was giving myself like a world class facial, like <laughs> I'm a little apricot scrub. It's exfoliating. It's getting off that top layer of skin. It's like child is doing more than that. <laughs> oh, the stuff that we've we've learned over the years. I'm glad we have, um, you know, the internet also to to help us keep in line with some of the things that we may think and then you kind of read on these things and you're like, well, that's not going to work. And not saying everything that you read is true, but a lot of stuff you get reviews and get people's opinions. Mm-hmm. And most of the time those things are right in line. So that can give you another way to determine which products you need to use or not. Mm-hmm. That's well, oh, Lord. Nina, I was going to ask you before we close out because child, we could be talking about beauty all day. We already have 96 minutes. I know, I see it. I was going <laughs> to, and I could go on and on. Um, before we close out, about nails. Like, yes. What's going on in the nail world for you? What's your preferred okay. nail maintenance? 
Let me tell you about these nails. I have tried gel, and I'm going to tell you, I don't really like it. Mm-hmm. So I have tried, uh, the first time I tried gel nails, I didn't do my research. So I was thinking, okay, after a couple of weeks, it did last a lot longer than regular polish. Mm-hmm. But I was ready to take them off. And I didn't realize you had to buff the top layer to just get that that top portion off and then you soak them. I'm like, this is way too much work. So <laughs> I finally ended up getting them off, but I think I did them the wrong way and it made my nails very weak. So that was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Then I ended up going to go get gel um, a couple of weeks. Um, I said a couple of weeks ago. I mean, a couple of years ago, if I didn't mm-hmm. say that right. But then I went to go get gel a couple weeks ago and they turned out pretty well. But I had to end up going to the salon to get them removed because I know I didn't have the, the tools to get them off. So that was fine. Mm-hmm. But I think they make my nails a little bit weaker than yeah. what I want. So um, I heard the, I was talking to the, the, the nail technician and she was telling me that she likes dipping powder. That's what I've been getting lately. But I, I haven't tried that. And she said that her nails are pretty weak. So the dipping powder is kind of helping her get back, you get the nails back to where they are. But I just went back to regular polish. And no, it does not last as long, especially mm-hmm. if you use your hands a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm just going to stick with that for a little bit. I may end up trying the, the, the dipping powder or dip. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to just stick with what I know. But how do you, how do you like the, the dip? Now, see, I was doing dipping powder a lot last summer, and I loved it at first. Um, I remember when I got my went to get a manicure for the first time in a long time, like at the nail salon, because I usually just get pedicures. I got to keep my feet mm-hmm. together. Yeah, nothing else. My hands, whatever. I just keep them <laughs> moisturized, but my toes, we gotta I keep got them in line. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like to wear cute sandals in the summer and stuff. But and um, you can't have them messed up toes. Mm-mm, no, mm-mm. I've I've been there before, and I'm I'm not going back. My toes would just be like barren. I don't know how I did that for years, just like blank toes. Like, <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> color. Polished cuticles, clipped, and all of that. But yes. um, I started getting my hands done too, and so at first my nails were because because my nails never really grow out all that long, and they're square mm-hmm. shaped. And sometimes just by virtue of the shape, they sort of get snagged easily, break, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so at first I got some tips put on and then I got dipping powder. And then with those tips on my nails, my actual real nails started growing. So I got to the point where I wasn't getting the little plastic tips. I was getting my real nail with the dipping powder and it was looking like I put a tip on. Okay. And then I got over that hump my nails started breaking because they have to shave down that dipping powder too. When they, when you go to get it redone, they got to use that little Dremel, uh, you know, the little spinny thing to get that top yeah, right off. The tool. And, uh-huh. Yeah. And if you're not careful, you know, you're shaving down your actual nail yes. a little bit. So I found that with the dipping powder, my nails were getting weaker and weaker at every appointment because it would be a little layer coming off. So I had to give it a break. I liked it while I was getting it, but you got to really make sure that the, the people doing your nails aren't compromising your actual nail when they remove yeah. that powder. 
Now, when I had talked with the nail technician that I was talking with um, a couple weeks ago, or last week when I went, she was kind of saying the same thing. Like, she was saying, you know, just be careful. But she was saying she used to get acrylic nails, and she was like, they would look beautiful. I loved how, you know, they they looked on my hands. But she said, they made my nails really weak. Yeah. And she's trying to get them back to a place where they're a little bit stronger and they're not as brittle. Oh, I remember when I was in high school, it was all about them acrylic nails. Everybody and- wore acrylic nails. <laughs> I remember when I, I, my mom didn't let me get them too often, but she let me get them sometimes. And I used to like to get the American manicure to make it, you know, they do a little pink tint and it would yeah. look like an actual nail. Um, but I remember it used to be the spot over on Seven Mile in Detroit. It was called mm. phalanges. And phalanges is where you would go when you wanted to get your acrylic nails long and rhinestones and junk nails and whatever you wanted from there. All right. And um, I remember I went there to get my nails done for prom. But mm-hmm. yeah, acrylic, that could do a number on your nail. I remember um, one time I was making my bed. I was in high school. I had some acrylic nails on. They were starting to grow out to the point where, you know, you need a fill in. And one of those nails was starting to kind of lift a little bit. So anytime I did something, you know, where that fingernail got impacted, it would lift up a little bit. And I remember mm-hmm. I was making my bed and tucking the sheets in. And I I went to tuck that sheet in too hard. And that nail lifted up and it hurt so bad. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, you remember the, breaking the nails? Like you, like everything looks good. I got one nail that's missing. Put that bandaid over. It's gone. It's got to last another couple of days until so I go back to the nail salon to get this, you know, redone and filled in. Mm-hmm. Maybe just, you know, breaking. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? Oh goodness, yeah. I'm like you, Nina. I got like, you know, I. I just start polishing my own. Lately, I've just been wearing clear polish on my fingernails and call it a day. Yeah, that's that's what I got. When I went to the salon uh, last time, it's like a, a very light tint of a pink. So mm-hmm. not completely clear um, mm-hmm. and not too dark. But you, they're starting to chip a little bit, the color of it. Mm-hmm. But you can't really tell. And I just told myself, that's fine. We're just going to do regular polish mm-hmm. until, um, you know, if I have to go somewhere fancy, that's one thing. But to to keep going to the salon, I'll, I'll get a pedicure any day. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you, Kristen. The, the manicures, I'm like, oh, it might be a special occasion thing. And it's not yeah. reoccurring. So it'd be here and there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. Well, I think we pretty much run the gamut. I know there's some stuff that we probably sort of missed but maybe this could be one of the topics where we do like a bonus or a part two or something to yeah talk about some other stuff but i think we cover a lot of ground we pretty much went from the top of the body to the bottom (laughs) (laughs) We're, we're up and down I'm sure we missed some things and I'm sure as we'll you know finish in the episode we can be like oh man we forgot to talk around that but maybe this will give something for our listeners to, to think of and if there are things that we miss listeners let us know please do we're yeah we always um welcome your um commentary and 
you know, tell us about the show. Tell us what you're doing in relation to the show. Tell us what your beauty hacks are. You know, it's probably something y'all do that we ain't even mentioned, might not know about. This is the opportunity to really like get a dialogue going. Yes, share with us because I think there are so many different beauty hacks that people do. And I've learned a lot, Kristen, just from mm-hmm. what you've mentioned. I'm like, oh, let me write that down. I'm going I'm to try that. So it's good to kind of share some of those tips. You know what? I will um, make one last point by saying this. And there's one thing that I like really regret that I didn't just run with because I saw people that did run with it and they were successful. But when Facebook first, you know, when everybody first started really, really using getting into Facebook and Facebook added the groups functionality. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I actually started one of, and I know I'm going to sound like a space cadet saying that, like, you know, oh, there's gold in them there hills. But <laughs> I, I actually started one of um, the first beauty groups on Facebook. It oh, did called, I did. It was called the Beauty Exchange, and at, at its height, you know, I had probably about nearly a thousand members in that group, nice. and um, I was the admin for it and stuff. And I just didn't like run with it like I should have. But I remember there were a few people in that group that you hear about now that had had successful beauty blogs later that like actually stuck with it, like. Afro Bella, the lady that wrote that book, Paula Bagoon, she was in the beauty exchange. She nice. she was a, in that group, you know, just click on it and see what we're talking about and stuff like that. But then it's just a reminder, guys, to, you know, if you're doing something and you kind of fall off, but you really want to see it go somewhere, stick with it. Because that's one thing that I really wish I would have stuck with is you know, turning that into a blog, monetizing it, and maybe doing, like, some stuff around that. Yeah. But, you know. Then... Well, you you have a new avenue. Yes. <laughs> this could be one. Where, again, I think last week's episode, you mentioned the little podcast that could. We, yes. we don't get there. We, we don't get there. So this might be a place for you to use some of the things that, you know, you, you learn um, mm-hmm. and not necessarily your regrets, but these are lessons that you've learned, like, you know, stick with it. This mm-hmm. is a platform that you can use to kind of get some of those things out. I'm, I'm here for it. If it's something I can learn from, let's do it. <laughs> Indeed. Well, this has been so much fun, Nina. I can talk about reading all day long. Yeah, I'm hoping our listeners were able to able to get some, um, you know, things that we've shared. Maybe some products that they haven't heard about, but they can go and try. Mm-hmm. It's it's been nice to just share those tips because you think you're doing something and you hear about something else, you're like, oh, I'll try that too. So, uh huh, for yeah. sure. Good. Well, thank you, listeners, again. Um, please, you know, Kristen always already has said, like, share, subscribe, review. We appreciate your support, and we will be with you next week for a new episode. Yes, tune in. All right, Miss right. Nina. Bye. I will talk with you next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.